Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audio Boom, and many more. Locked On Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Locked On Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. You know, uh, Jose, I'm kind of starting to maybe eat my words because the young buck, DeJounte Murray, is kind of looking good so far, at least through two games early in the NBA season. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts are still the same. I love the guy. Uh, he, I think he's, he's, he's going to make the other point guards expendable from Tony Parker. Yes, even Tony Parker to the end of the, really the rotation in Bryn Forbes. But I think his, his outstanding performance, especially defensively, uh, I think it's going to pay a lot of dividends because this is the type of player that you want against the Steph Curry and the Russell Westbrook, in my opinion. And on that note, welcome to Locked On Spurs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, and alongside of me is co-host Jose Grijalva. And as you heard in the intro, yeah, DeJounte Murray is playing pretty good ball, at least through two games of the season. Now, mind you, this is uh, recorded before the Toronto matchup. And uh, but at least in through two games, he's looking good and look like that starting role is fitting him nicely. Now, he had himself a, a solid debut as a starting point guard versus Minnesota. He had a few uh, bumps along the road, but overall, he was fine against Chicago and the first Spurs first road win. Uh, he you know, he had himself 10 rebounds, which was pretty impressive. He had himself six assists and he threw in there eight points. And I guess, uh, Jose, the first question is, why fix what's not broken? Because you mentioned it. Tony Parker maybe become expendable. And you know Pop, though, he loves himself, those veterans, those guys have been there and done that with him. There's a chance he may reinsert Tony Parker in the starting lineup. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, his, lo- his loyalty scares me at this point, like how you said, with, with team chemistry. I mean, there's nothing wrong with loyalty. But the fact the kid's playing extremely well, uh, exactly like how you were saying, what do you do in that point? You know, if Tony Parker comes back, do you insert him back into that starting lineup? If you keep Murray as a as a starter, what do you do with the backup? Because uh, Patty Mills is comfortable as that second point guard. You bump him down to the third point guard, especially with the pay raise that he got. That's not really a salary that you want for that third point guard. And we don't even know how well Tony can play off the bench, you know, with that group. I mean, 
we know that Manu can play next to everybody in whatever role the Spurs want. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if you remember um, really at that, uh, what was it, around seven years ago, right, when, when Parker came off the bench for George Hill, he wasn't really happy about that. Now, I know he's seven years older, mm. but at the same time, uh, you know, maybe he's not ready to give up the spot. And, and again, just how you mentioned, this could kill the chemistry, you know, mm-hmm. because Tony Parker plays a certain way. Uh, DeJounte Murray plays a certain way. Most importantly, defensively. And the thing that, that could really uh, ruin the chemistry is if the starters are used to DeJounte Murray's defense, that could really break down the defense because, again, they don't have to really help out too much uh, with him as much as they would have to with Tony Parker. Uh, so, again, uh, it's a coin flip. I don't know what Pop's going to do. I mean, like he's, how you said, he's very loyal to his guys. We've seen that before. We saw that with the struggling Manu Ginobili in the 2013 finals. But at the same time, it's, it's a new era. It's a, you know, the young bucks on this team. So maybe Pop has a change of heart. Maybe he doesn't. We'll see. But uh, it's going to be a tough decision. Now, look, uh, listen, you know, one of the pros I want to talk about in this situation that is on the horizon, the Tony Parker's uh, return. Look, he's already been cleared for full contact uh, practices. There's video of him on the uh, Spurs practice court, and he's looking good. There's no noticeable limping. He doesn't look like he's in pain. Uh, all in all, he looks like they're trying to get him back into game shape. And the best way to do that is actually throw him into games. Now, look, are you sitting there telling me that Pop is going to have to look at Tony Parker once he is given – the green light times a hundred for the Spurs coaching staff, doctors, and of course his personal doctors, and then look at DeJounte Murray and say, you know what, Parker, you're coming off the bench. I just can't see that. I, I, I mean, and DeJounte may have to face that reality that Parker's going to come back and he may lose that. I agree. Uh, and like how you said, you know, he, he's getting the green light, but at the same time, we have to remember that it's different when they see you just run by yourself or just run, guarding maybe somebody from the staff or somebody from your team. It's going to be a little bit different guarding, you know, the Russell Westbrook. They're even the lowest tier starting point guards in the league because they're going to test out his quad. Mm-hmm. Whoever it is, they're going to say, you know, if, if Tony Parker goes in, you're going to make him push off that quad, whether it's offensively or defensively. And then we'll see really what he has. Um, I have no doubt that, he, that he's healthy. I have no doubt that he's, uh, that he's looking good. But at the same time, like how you said, the only way to see if he's really – anything close to, to being the old Tony Parker is, you know, put him out there. And again, seeing that there's going to be decisions that are going to be made and uh, we'll see how they play out because it seems like, um, especially with Murray's situation, it seems like Pop has taken him under his wing. So in that also, Pop may, may you know, see some loyalty to Murray, especially if he's taking him under his wing as his next point guard, the future of the franchise. Because remember, Pop did have this situation with Antonio Daniels and Tony Parker, and he gave the young guy the nod in that situation. So we will have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, and as I was mentioning the pros uh, before I got lost in my thought, the pros is actually having Tony Parker back as a guy you know and I know and the listeners know. He, he knows the Spurs system. He oozes it. I mean, he is the Spurs system. He's been in the Spurs system since he was 19 years old. Uh, there is that loyalty factor, like uh, Jose, you've been mentioning. And there's also the familiarity factor as well. He knows how to play with Kawhi Leonard, uh, at least uh, for extended minutes on the court before he got hurt. You know, he's seen pretty much every scenario in his uh, pro career from losing a title to winning a title and everything in between. Parker's been there, done that. And 
that knowledge base is something you cannot um, you know, put a dollar value on because the Spurs are going to need that in this Western Conference that is so ultra-competitive. So I think that's a pro having them come back and maybe having to start over DeJounte Murray. Now, the con is obviously what it will do to DeJounte's growth and his confidence. You know, imagine you're given the reins, you're being pumped up as the heir apparent, but he's going to have to swallow his pride if that comes down to it, and he's going to have to take that back seat. I, I agree on that. Um, and just like how we described, you know, it might not be a bad situation for him at the same time, but of course, I, I think we're, the more we talk about Murray and Parker, the more we're leaving off Patty Mills, and I think that's where the situation might go, especially with us being Tony Parker's uh, last season before he's a free agent. Uh, we, we might see something new. We might see a new Spurs team next season because of that. So, um, you know, with him coming off the bench, if Kawhi's back in that starting lineup, I think he has enough protection, especially with a younger group, a quicker group. Um, you know, Pop might, you know, put the different defensive assignments and, and all that. But, again, it, it wouldn't be a total um, – how can I say it? it? It wouldn't be a total disaster even if Tony Parker wasn't himself with Murray off the bench with Ginobili. And, and, and that and that crew, Bertans. Uh, so I think that they, they would have a solid group. I just think it has to leave one guy out. Uh, if Tony Parker does extremely well, uh, I think Murray gets bumped down, like how you were saying. I, I think that's a con for him. But at the same time, I think it's a bigger con for Patty Mills. And he might be trade bait in that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, the Spurs, and I mean, they're loyal to Patty Mills. That they gave, Patty gave them a discount, right? This offseason, mm-hmm. he could have gotten a little bit more. So they're going to, I mean, they're going to have a problem. It's a good problem, I guess, from a coach's standpoint, from a management standpoint, and from a fan standpoint. But these guys, I mean, they're playing for their for their livelihoods, and uh, we don't want to see them uh, traded. But I think that that's something that, that the Spurs will have to consider if they keep going that way. Yeah, I said it before in a previous show uh, you and I did, and I'll probably say, I'm going to say it again. I, I do, I can foresee Popovich having the bench talk with Parker. If Murray sustains his uh, solid play uh, that we've seen very early in the season and looking at him like, look, you know, this kid is younger, he's longer, he's athletic, he has a seven-foot wingspan, he's been playing months on end at the starting spot. TD did it in his final career. Now, obviously, I mean, final season, obviously, TD was already down to the bone, literally, on that knee. Uh, Mono Ginobili has done it for his entire career. You know, as a new phase of the uh, Spurs era franchise, I can see him sitting sitting down talking to him, being like, "Look, you're, you know, how does the bench sound for you? You know, you'll still get your minutes." I mean, think about this: he convinced Pau Gasol, you know, to come off the bench uh, last season. So, I wouldn't put it past that that Parker comes back, but he's slotted into that uh, backup uh, point guard spot only if Dejounte Murray is still playing at the level we've seen. Well, you know what, I'll guess on this. And number one, you know, Paul Gasol, you know, he, I think they may have promised wink, wink that, you know, sort of under the table, not under the table, but sort of like that whisper that, you know, we'll pay you next season. Mm-hmm. So again, they paid the guy $60 million. I, I would sit the, I would ride the bench for $60 million. It doesn't matter how good I am. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, the thing about Parker is I think that talk might come from, number one, first guy, Ginobili. I think he might tell him, like, hey, if this is my last season, they need somebody you know, like you playing my role because they're not going to have me anymore. But I also think, you know, I think Pop is going to be straight up with him before he even uh, gets, you know, into that rotation. I think he's going to say, hey, 
you know, you have to be okay with coming off the bench if it means that or starting, you know, if it means that. And, and get him, you know, try to get a response, try to get, you know, sort of um, his, uh, you know, what feeling he gets from it. Because if he's accepting it, then I think he, he has a greater purpose on this team. I think he has a greater role on this team, even if he's not effective. But if he's not open to it, then it makes their decision easier, regardless of how he plays. Uh, yeah. Because there's teams out there that need a point guard, Phoenix, you know, apparently with all this stuff that's been happening. Right. The Cavs need a point guard with Derrick Rose. You know, I, I'm surprised he lasted this long. No offense to him because, uh, <laughs> you know, he's very fragile. But the Cavs need a point guard. So I think they're going to get sort of see, see what kind of feeling they, uh, he gives off with, with that. I think that's the first thing the Spurs should bring up before he even steps on the court, before he's even given a game to play, just to see what kind of um, attitude he has towards that. Yeah, there's, it's going to be a huge decision for, for the Spurs. Yeah, there's nothing, uh, uh, I guess, negative about having a uh, pre, a former NBA Finals MVP, you know, a multiple NBA champion coming off your bench, Tony Parker. There's nothing wrong with that, and they'll just add to the Spurs' firepower coming off that bench. And, uh, you know, there's so many variables, you know, that the Spurs are going to have to uh, factor in once Parker is you know, 1 billion percent clear to come back and is ready to come. You know, obviously the big one is Murray, but, you know, also I think too, I think the teammates um, uh, may have a say, you know, you know, Kawhi is probably going to come back sooner than later. You know, what if, what if we see that that dynamic between him and Murray? And if that is um, going well for San Antonio, I don't think they should mess that up and break that. And again, this is a situation that is still very early in the season. You know, you know, it's just two games in as of this recording of a locked on Spurs. So there's so many other factors that have to be played in. And it's going to be an interesting uh, development for San Antonio once TP is cleared. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on to one quick other note, Jose? Oh, no, but you mentioned uh, the dynamic of uh, Murray and Leonard and also, Green, he has a long wingspan. You add Rudy Gay to that, and then maybe Aldridge at the five position, that beautiful game-type lineup that I told you. I mean, if you're a coach, you're just uh, you're drooling at a lineup like that with that wingspan, that height, and also that speed. So I, I'm with you. I think Kawhi, uh, he might have a say in this. Who knows? He's a quiet guy. So, and uh, But, I mean, the, the the possibilities are endless with this with this type of team San Antonio has. Yeah, exactly. But we'd like to hear what you have to say about – uh, the uh, situation at the point guard spot. It is one of the most tenuous spots the Spurs have on their roster right now. And uh, what do you say? Uh, does uh, Murray continue being the starter once Parker comes back? Or is it time to shift and put him back on the bench once TP is back? Email me at jeffgarcia74 at gmail.com or on Twitter at jeffgspurszone. Jose? Uh, at JRG1023. Uh, apparently means nothing special, right? And that brings and that and that and that brings me to the second closing topic of the show. Happy birthday, happy birthday, big guy! Oh, thank you. I I feel like I'm 18 years old with 13 years experience right now. Oh, of course, but you have the body. So good. You have the body of uh, of a of a 20 year old though, right? With the amount of time you're in the gym. Oh. Uh, I've I've actually gotten better from last year. I promised myself, and the next year I'm gonna be in way better shape. Because I was really, I was trying to be like that power lifter body, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the guy who can lift a ton but has the belly that that you know matches the biceps and the <laughs> and everything. So I've I've leaned up and I've kept some of the strength. So uh, 
I'm pretty proud of myself. We'll see what 32 gets me next season, but I actually feel good. But when I hit 30, I felt like I hit a wall. Now 31, I've, I feel like I could break down that wall. Well, listen. So, uh, I feel really good. Thank you. Well, listen, happy birthday. Again, by the time uh, you, the listener, listen to this show, it, his birthday would have passed. So send any belated happy birthday wishes to uh, Jose at JRG1023 on Twitter. Uh, give him a, uh, a very uh, nice surprise and a little uh, well wishes. So once again, happy birthday, Jose. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. And on that, what a better way to close up this episode of Locked On Spurs. So for Jose Grijalva, I'm Jeff Garcia. He and I, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17